Thanks for checking out the Community Recap Podcast, where there's no cap and all truth. As we discuss various aspects of the Christian life and look back to our past Sunday sermons to discuss what we can learn from them. Let's tune into this week's episode of the Community Recap Podcast. Hey, welcome into Community Recap. It's so good to be with you this week. Um, I know I'm excited to be yeah. back. We, we kept them waiting a little bit. I think people were probably wondering where where are they? A little bit later where in the is week. It? That's all right. Yeah, just keep them, you know, just keep them on their toes. Sometimes you yeah. just gotta get people on their. You toes gotta change things up. Every That's time. right. Every once in a while, it's called the curveball. Uh, yeah, uh, I will say we've been busy though. It's yeah, been it's been a busy. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, coming off of the holiday, you know, coming off of uh, right. celebrating Thanksgiving and. Office is closed so that everybody could be with their family and you jump back in and got lots of Big do. weekend coming yeah, up for the man, church. we got Mary and Bright uh, tomorrow and then we have our kids program, little community kids program on Sunday evening. That's right. So a lot of good things that are happening, kicking off the uh, holiday, holiday season, the Christmas yep. festivities. That's right. Uh, it's good to be with you. So glad that you have joined us today. I uh, just want to reiterate... Um, we would love to connect with you. Uh, please, if you have any questions, send them in to recap at communitybaptist.org. Send them and in. And we would love to answer those. I know I have talked to a few people that I won't name drop yeah. that have said, I really want to send this in. And I'm like, send it in. And they have. And they haven't. So okay. for those of you who know you who you are, you know you know you who you, who you, you know you are, it. send in them questions. We would love to answer them. And then also give us a rating. A uh, five-star rating would be... That's uh, right. That'd be ideal. Very nice. Yeah. Yes. Uh, share this with your friends. That's right. If you ain't got nothing nice to rate, don't rate nothing at all. It's either but five or nothing. That's that's what I would tell them. I think that's what their mamas would tell them. And I would also say share it. Get the word out. Let people know uh, about the Community Recap yeah. podcast because it is uh, no cap all truth. I will say I want to I wanna just kind of plug this a little bit i uh at thanksgiving actually i was yeah. with my sister-in-law and her husband and we were just sitting there and um their church is um just finished revelation did they just like ours okay and so we got to talking about it and they were like who do you think the witnesses are and you know yeah. just got to talking and and i was like well you know come to find out our, our church actually we have two podcasts one with our sunday sermons but you know, the pastor and I, we do a, we do a, uh, a podcast with recapping each yeah. lesson, going diving deeper. And they were like, oh, my gosh, send it to us. And so just Fantastic. even through conversation. They could be listening right now. Yeah. What's up, Anna and John Wayne? What's listening? happening? John Wayne? Is that really his name? John Wayne Duke. Dude, I love, I got to meet this guy. Yeah. I got to meet him. He's a good dude. Yeah. He's a good dude. I love You, you got to meet him. He's from Ufala, so you know okay. it, it fits. It fits. Okay. Man, I'm a big, I'm a big John Wayne fan. Yeah, John Wayne Duke. So, I got to meet him. Anyway, so just through conversation, you can you can tell people about uh, the podcast. So, let's go ahead and jump into today's episode. Just dive um, head in. Come on. If if you would, Pastor. Um, yeah, what, 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 where are we going? Will you, you? you kind of give us um, your initial thoughts on Sunday and your sermon, uh, kind of what you felt like? Uh, went well, and then something maybe you'd like to to land on a little bit. If not, I I mean, obviously, I have things we can talk about, but I just wanted to kind of 
get your perspective first because I I know it's always especially even in the music side of things. Man, I wish I would have done that or yeah, you know, I wish I would have said this. So, uh, what do you think about Sunday? And then maybe something you'd like to elaborate on. If not, we'll jump into what I have. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't necessarily know how to rate or critique per se um, the sermon itself, but uh, the 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 text, and I think what we covered, it's a, it's a little bit more of a technical text uh, as far as um, you get into a lot of narratives within the Gospels, obviously. You're going to encounter a lot of individuals and their situations and circumstances and how Christ steps into them and deals with them, and so... Um, this passage of scripture really is it's it's just drenched in theology and so you know it always makes a message a little bit different when it is uh you know more of a theological passage that doesn't yep. have a ton of narrative in it mm-hmm. to to dig into or those different types of things and so you know for some people it may have seemed like that end where we're talking about a lot of Greek words and yeah, oftentimes, you know, th- those things don't play as big of a part as they do in this, this passage of scripture. But uh, it does show us where a lot of individuals outside of the Christian faith that would even claim Jesus to be a part of their faith. I think of Mormons and I think of Jehovah's Witnesses um, uh, specifically uh, that Jesus is a created being. They believe in Jesus. He's a created being. So I think the importance for us to understand what is really the heart of that passage, that the word became flesh, you really have to understand, one, what is meant by the word, and and two, who who is he, right? Because you'll never truly understand or uh, have an adequate um, appreciation uh, that would draw us to fully worshiping Christ as he is worthy to be worshiped if you don't know the person of Christ. Right. So the work of Christ flows out of the person of Christ. Yeah. Who is it that is doing these things? Who is it that's healing this paralytic? Who is it that's healing this blind man? Who is it that's confronting these Pharisees? Who is it that's telling these parables? Who is it that goes to the cross and, and dies? It's not some created person. This is God himself who emptied himself and took on flesh and dwelt among us. And so, yeah. uh, you know, I think that was such an important thing for me to hammer home for everybody this Sunday. Well, and for reference to John 1 is what we're talking about. We yes, started, John I guess 1, I 1 through 18, 1 through 17. 17. And 18, we, we started right. a new series called The Journey. Yes. Going to look at Jesus' earthly ministry. But we have to start... Yeah, we're we're, we're doing about. it chronologically, right? And right. so, uh, if you're going to start in the in the beginning, the very first part is John one one, where we go back even before there was a beginning, right. and we see that Christ was there. He wasn't just there at the start; he was there before it. He was the one that that initiated it. I mean, he is God. Uh, He's himself. always has been. Yeah, That's right. and so I think that gives you uh, a lot deeper understanding and meaning. Uh, to when you do read that that beautiful verse that says, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us. Yeah. yeah. You, you, you lose that without some of the other context. And, you know, I loved, I don't know, I, some maybe going back, I would have camped out a little bit more on verse 5 where it talks about the light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. And, and just the, the beauty of, of that where you see um, that 
the light is still shining. You know, it's in its present tense, and so the light hasn't stopped shining. It's still shining, and the darkness is in past or overcome uh, is in past tense in in the sense that there was an attempt to extinguish the light, but that attempt failed. And this is just a picture of of Satan trying to. Uh, extinguished the light of Christ at the cross, but yet he failed at it. And so John is even setting up for us already that the word that became flesh is victorious. It's, it's almost like a spoiler alert that's already kind of embedded in the in the front end of all of this, that, hey, the, the darkness is going to try to overcome Christ, but in the end it fails. Yeah, yeah, that's good. I mean, you know, if you're just a uh uh, someone who just sits down, opens their Bible, and reads John 1, they're probably not going to take the depth that you explained right there into consideration because it's easily, I mean, sure, it's easy to just read that and go, okay, well, he was there in the beginning. Right. Well, actually, John's alluding to several different things here, and, right. I, and it was good, even with the Greek words you used and trying to give us a little bit more depth. Those have to be those things that really gives you context and, and, sure. and an understanding into what you're really talking about. And so I thought it was a really good place to start. Um, the beginning is a good place to start, yeah. obviously. Yeah. And so um, with the Christmas season and just, yeah, I, I, mean, I think it. It, it ties up really, really good. I love Advent. I love yeah. the, the lighting of the Advent candles. Right. I love, I, I just love that, the tradition of that and, and what that speaks of and what that means and, and just getting to incorporate more people within the church uh, involved into the service itself. And so, yeah, Man, I I thoroughly enjoyed it. Again, it was probably a little bit more um, tedious in in some spots this Sunday, uh, but I think it's extremely necessary. Yeah, something I love just off the top that that you had talked about, which you alluded to a little bit earlier, um, was you know to understand the work of Christ, you got to understand Christ. Yeah, and I think in this culture, this this post Christian culture, a lot of people when they uh, witness or when they share the gospel, um, or even in just in conversation, maybe they're not meaning to, and they do, um, a lot of people go straight to the work of Christ, um, which isn't a bad place to go, Sure, but it's understanding, okay, well, man, God came and he died for you. Yeah, but who is God? Right. Like, you have to have an understanding, even before the work of Christ and what he did on the cross for you, you got to have the understanding of right. who he even is. I right. mean, how do you explain who he even is? Well, let's go back and let's look at who he is. And then yeah. it's a lot easier to understand the weight that he took for you yeah. on the cross, right? It's it's so much easier. And so uh, it's almost like you have to do this. You, uh, you have to. I think that's why John structures the first 18 verses the way he does. He, yeah. He tells you there is the word. So here's, here's the person uh, uh, of God. And he's about to tell you that, his gospel is about this person. Right. Um, he's going to show you what he has done to tell you about that, that, that person. But he starts off by zeroing in on my, this is who the gospel is about. This is who, what this book is about. And then he takes this little kind of side road to mention John the Baptist and says, you know, here's a witness. Really setting up the idea that there are people who who witness these these events and the importance of these individuals who has seen uh, the word that has become flesh and, and dwelt among them. In fact, he even says in verse 18, no one has ever seen God, the only God who's at the Father's side. He has made him known. 
So we see that there's this person, there's these witnesses to this person, and what did they witness? And in verses 14 through 17, he talks about the, or excuse me, 9 through through 17, he talks about the work of Christ. And so yeah. he's really laying out for you basically his, his gospel and the key components of that. The word, the witnesses to the word, and the work that the word that right. took on flesh. And that's what you even laid us. out for us as well. But I, I just think that's something that, you know, it's it's something that we need to understand as believers that when you go to people who have no idea about Christianity and you just talk about their sin and their wrong and what Jesus did for them on the cross, that is an approach. I'm not saying you, right. you shouldn't do that, but why don't you under like lay it out for them? Like understand, man, there's a God in heaven who created you. Who is God? Well, he is this. Right. And he is he has done this. And before you get to the part where because I, I feel like one, it just makes sense, but I feel like once you understand who God is, he was the word, he was the beginning. Yeah. Then you understand, oh, okay, he did that for me. Like he, this God who Right. Created me, who was outside of time, who you can see in nature, Absolutely. who has revealed himself in nature and his word. And he came on the like it's that deeper understanding. Yeah, of, absolutely. Of the work on the cross. So anyway, I thought it was fantastic on the layout of I think it's not only a good way to, to preach the sermon and read read the text, but that's how we should. I feel like that's how you ought to talk to people when you when you are presenting the gospel, like yeah. help help them understand because they probably don't know. Sure. They probably don't know. Right. I mean, they probably know about the cross, but right. I fail mean, to they appreciate or understand who it was that died on the cross. Yeah. Anyway, it's just my tidbit. But yeah, no, I think again that I that's exactly how uh, John structured it. Yeah. Is listen before you understand the work of what he did, you got to understand who it's who he is that is doing it. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. So um, one thing that uh, you had mentioned earlier too is. Um, this passage of scripture is somewhat controversial when it comes to beliefs uh, that are just out there today. Sure. Um, and you had even mentioned um, in your sermon how, you know, if you do have an individual from the Jehovah, Jehovah's, Jehovah's Witness faith yeah. come to your door, right. one, invite him in. <laughs> right. Engage him. I mean, they're not going to eat you, you know. Yeah. Um, but, but also, like, we have to have this understanding because one day it will happen. I mean, they're everywhere. Sure. It probably will happen. And when it happens, okay, John 1-1 right. is somewhere you can go and you can explain to them, well, if, 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 so anyway, what I'm getting at is kind of give us a little bit of context when it comes to Jehovah Witness, Jehovah's Witness, Christianity, John 1-1, how sure. that's significant. Right. Um, and what we can do as a, as a, follower of Christ um, to really understand and be able to not combatively you right. know, argue, but to give them biblical truth. Yeah. So, uh, you know, Jehovah's Witnesses, they, they have a translation of the Bible that they, they have translated themselves, and, and there is definitely some differences um, that are found within the text when you compare what it is that they have in, in their their Bible compared to what we would call the canonized scriptures. And one of those is going to be in John 1.1. And it 
is because they come with the predisposed idea that Jesus Christ is not the same as God the Father, that he is a created being. So God the Father created him. He's, he's a God, but he's a lesser God. He's not equal in any capacity whatsoever to God the Father. And so what they do is they make a very subtle change in John 1.1 1, 1, where they, how they have theirs read is, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was a God. So they add just one little word easy to look over right it was a god but has obviously profound implications theologically and really takes them out of orthodox christianity into something that is not biblically true is not um the christ of salvation is not the christ of scripture because time and time again god's word shows that jesus christ is not just a god shows that he is not a part of creation he is creator and they do that by twisting the the greek and and making it say something that it doesn't need to say and so there's a a definitive article before uh, the word and the other two aspects of uh, John 1, 1, but then when it gets to God, there is not a definitive uh, 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 article. And so they they add the A. Uh, and so they would say it doesn't have the definitive article that would say it was the God. But the way it really would read, it just would sound different to us, is that in the Greek it would read, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and God was the Word. So there is the definite article it's just placed on the word and not god because it is trying to teach us the exact reality that the word is synonymous to god is the same is the exact same and again as they can go back and listen into the message that in in verse six uh, where it says there was a man sent from god that word doesn't have the definite article in front of it either but in their own bible they don't translate it there was a man sent from a god uh and then in verse 18 when it says no one has ever seen god the only god who is at the at the father's side the de- the definite article is is not there either and so and i think when you can engage them and show them I see what you're saying here, but how come you don't translate it the same way here? You understand that it, you don't have to translate it that way. In fact, oftentimes, it, no, as I read commentaries and read different individual scholarly works, no person that is well-versed in Greek, which I am not. I failed Greek twice. <laughs> I'm not. Yeah. I am not. It's the, a hard language. I am not the guy, right? I have enough of a base understanding to totally butcher and mispronounce words. and But I, I know some of the concepts. And so um, when you look at when you look at this, though, you can show them that you don't even follow your own rules throughout 18 verses. I mean, I don't even have to take you to a different passage of Scripture, even in the same passage. You don't translate this the same you're way translate throughout. It, yeah, right. It should be the every it's called the law of consistency. Yeah. Uh, and they don't follow the law of consistency in their in their translation. And so 
uh, I think it's something that you can engage them in in a loving way to show them that something that they have been taught or held to it really it doesn't it doesn't hold weight and the, again the person of, of Christ is important because there are some that would hold to within I would say even more so the Mormon faith not so much the Jehovah's Witness faith but the Mormon faith although I think if you really kind of pushed them on it they would probably acknowledge the great differences between evangelical Christianity and Mormonism but they would say hey we believe in the same Sure, yeah. We believe in the same Jesus. Right. You believe in Jesus, I believe in Jesus. He died for your sins, he died for my sins. Well, again, you got to go back to the person of Christ. We might agree in the work, but who was on the cross? Because to a Mormon or to a Jehovah's Witness, it wasn't the 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 second member of the Holy Trinity because they denied the Trinity. It's not God himself. It's just a lesser God who, and so again, the work of Christ is dependent upon the person of Christ. You look at the Mormons who would agree that Christ died on a cross, but yet it's not the same Jesus as Scripture. You can't just kind of get it right on the person. Well, and that's why, the reason I bring this up too is that's why it's so important to know the context, the theology of what John's actually writing because it's so easy to get... That's right. Persuaded even into sure. thinking, oh, well, if I don't know Greek and I have right. someone coming to my door and they're, no, it's actually, and then you go, yeah. well, is it? Right. You know what I mean? Like you have to, I have to understand. That's why, again, going back to, you have to understand who God is yeah. before you can understand the right. work of what he's done. So right. That's and, good. you know, I don't ever want it to come across, you know, and sometimes I'm hesitant, but I don't ever want to come across like if I don't know Greek. I'm not going to understand the, the, the Bible. Like, I have to learn Greek to really understand my Bible. That is not true. Uh, there are people that have done that work. And so, you know, find some good commentaries that you can supplement your Bible study with. But ultimately, it is just knowing core doctrines. You don't necessarily have to know that that piece to know when somebody says, well, Jesus is really a created being. You can go to all kinds of places like Colossians 1.15, like Hebrews chapter 1, and you can look at in the translation, and you can see that Christ is taught again and again of being God Almighty. He's not a lesser God. He is a creator God. He is just as much God as God, right. God the Father. Yeah. And so, you know, I don't ever want it to come across like, well, I got to know Greek to really understand the Bible. No, the individuals that have translated our Bible have meticulously gone over the original languages in Hebrew and in Greek, and you can know what the Bible is teaching without ever studying Greek or Hebrew. Right. Yeah. Thankfully, people have done that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> people way smarter than me. Yeah. Praise the Lord. So uh, your second point was talking about uh, the witness. Yeah, do it. Of, huh? Do it. Do it. Yeah, do Nike. it. Be a witness. Do it. Okay. All right. That was, caught me off guard. Yep, do uh, it. The witness, talking about John the Baptist. and just Yeah, Johnny B. Literally, I mean. That's think, my dog, right? I want to hang out with. when when You want to hang heaven, out with. I want to hang out with John because I got a feeling John was, was I mean, he was about that life. John didn't care about none else. Camel hair, locusts locust and honey, yeah. all up in his teeth. You know what I mean? Crazy and, But hair. just all just about. Crazy. But but it was just about the Lord. I'm going to get the message out. Yeah. He w- he was making straight the paths. Yeah. 
for the Lamb of God. And I just love, we're going to, when we walk through, uh, we're going to skip around just a little bit. So we're going to do it chronologically, except one part, uh, just because we're going to keep the Christmas mm-hmm. uh, season going to look at the birth of Christ. So we'll come back eventually. We jump back into. Um, back into a little bit of a chronological order, if you will, in the birth of John the Baptist. We're going to kind of skip over that over the next couple of weeks. Oh man, yeah, and we'll jump we'll jump back in there. But man, I'm just I don't know. John just was about that life, and and we need more John the Baptist. Yeah, in our world well, today, it's. When, when you when brood you, of viper. I mean, that brother <laughs> just shoot. Yeah, when you had mentioned it in your sermon, I, I again, I, it's fresh on my mind. But I, I remember the the miracle of Christmas I saw in Branson, and yeah, you know this this was a big part of the miracle of Absolutely. Christmas, and his birth and yes. the promise of a baby to Zechariah, yeah. and yeah, and it's it, you know, and it's just amazing how uh, they did a good job in the play of really helping you understand the weight of like they were so desperate for a child and didn't ever, but still was faithful to the Lord. I mean, um, through years and years and years. And then finally, not only did God answer the prayer of a child, but he blessed beyond what they ever dream or imagine with John, what he was going to do and how he was going to, uh, basically enter in Christ into the, the, the known right. world and and just how the power of that and man and just, he was assigned to Mary. That's John right. the Baptist was assigned that's to Mary. Right. He said, "Hey, listen, your cousin. Yep, he you know f- she she's pregnant right, right now." Yeah. And so when she traveled and 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 saw yeah. you know saw her cousin, uh, it was a confirmation yeah. of man, God is really the God of the impossible. Yeah, you know so. Yeah, we're we're, we're going to kind of jump over that a little bit just to mm-hmm. kind of stay with I'm a little sad the birth of, of of Christ. But then we're going to jump back. We're going to jump back. So we're going to do just a little bit of a flashback in the chronological yeah. study because it is important to 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 know that and to see those things. But you know, John is just one of those people that when you study him out, man, he he, he it really is a blessing uh, to your faith. So. Um Talking about John and the witness, what what about John? If I could ask you this, uh, John was the witness. I mean, this dude was constantly right. talking about the Lord. What, Jesus what, said there was no greater man that 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 lived than than John. Yeah, you know. So, what could we as Christians today? What are some things we could take away from John the Baptist? Uh, just being that witness, uh, which you had talked about, we are to bear witness about Jesus. And you gave us, you know, three ways through the great commandment, through the great commission and the great conformity. Which is really just encompassing Christianity. Sure. Right. But, it's the inner, outer and vocal aspect of our But life. let's go a little, I mean, just maybe in your, your um, not opinions, I mean, because they're legit thing. I don't know what the word I'm looking well, for. Well, I but. think I think when you look at at the life of John, you you see you see a few things that we should emulate. His boldness, one emulate. That's the word. Thank you. Yeah, uh, his boldness. He was bold. Um, truth was truth, and he wasn't going to compromise truth. Um, come and be baptized. You know. Um, repent the kingdom is 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 coming you know you 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 just he's calling them out you know when individuals came and said who's giving you the authority to do this i mean i don't necessarily recommend but i'm 
is biblical, brood of viper. I mean, he just was like, listen, I'm not going to play your religious games. It's too important, and and you need to repent and and show the fruit that is in alignment with with repentance. So his boldness, I think, is something that we as witnesses need to make sure that we're incorporating into our life. You, you might get confronted, uh, but don't be silent with, with the gospel. Make sure that you're, you're proclaiming it. I think another thing that we see in the, the, the life of, of John is when he makes the statement. They come to him and they say, John, man, your ministry is starting to kind of fall apart a little bit. Everybody's following Jesus. Like, they're leaving you, man. I mean, what? He's baptizing way more people than you are. And John, with that famous just passage of Scripture, that famous verse that we look at, he must increase and I must decrease. I mean, this is the mission. The mission is to get more people to follow Jesus, not to follow me. I'm trying to get people to follow Jesus. And so I think for us to understand in our witness is that there's a, a, a role of humility uh, within our lives, but there's also we are trying to point people to Jesus. That is our job. Yeah. That is what we are supposed to do is to point people to Jesus. And then I think there's an authenticity with John that we'll see as we unpack the gospel. I mean, he's going to be in jail one one time and he's going to say, is he really? I mean, he even starts questioning some things. And he was authentic with that. He didn't try to cover it up. You know, he had some questions. Is, is he really the Messiah? And Jesus tells the guy that had been with him and asked, tell him that the blind see and the lame walk. And it, he's saying, listen, make sure he knows, yes, I, I am. But I love the authenticity of John to say in that moment, this individual who has done all of this and seen God move in so many different ways, find himself kind of in a low moment. And instead of just putting on a mask and pushing it all down, he asked the question that I think sometimes we all wrestle with. Is, is, is he really? Is he really? Even if it's for a moment, I think God welcomes that. And Jesus didn't rebuke him for that. Like, go tell John, like, you tripping. You know? Right, you, need, yeah. you need some more locusts in your diet. Yeah, you've been, honey. You, 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 yeah, you're not getting it. He said, no, just go tell him what, what's going on. He just reminds him of who he is and what, what he is doing, and mm. that brings comfort to, to him. And I, I think Christ welcomes the authenticity of our faith when we come in and we're struggling sometimes, yeah. and where the devil says, you, you say you are a follower of Christ. Look at you. You, you, you. you failed in this moment to display faith, or you doubted in this moment, and Christ doesn't, he doesn't reject us over that. He welcomes us, and mm -hmm. all he does is just remind us of who he is. It says, I'm, you may be in jail right now, and it seems like, hey, what in the world is going on, and you're in jail because of me? But just know that the plan is unfolding the way the plan is supposed to unfold, and, and as I like to say, it all comes out in the wash. Yeah. I mean, we just got, look, we just got, we just got done looking at what all John got to see. You know, like in Book of Revelation, and you know, like, yeah, probably in that moment he's denying. But then, like, you fast forward to, and he got to see basically, yeah, everything. Well, that now that's John the Apostle. That's it. John the Baptizer. You know, he gets his head cut off. He ain't. Seen no, 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 yeah, 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 right. He right, didn't. Right, he didn't. Right. He didn't see none but a sword. You're right. 
you're so what was that? Cut that brother's you're head so off, man. Yeah. They cut his head off. Well, I think I think one two. I think John to me. Why did I think that? That's anyway. It's um, confused, man. That's why we label him John. <laughs> you know, some people they they want to change. John, they don't like to say John the Baptist because they they're not Baptists. Yeah, and so, but we claim him. Like <laughs> he's ours. Well, you can change it up and say he's baptizer. No, he's straight up. He's the Baptist. That brother's on the committee, right? He's on the committee that meets to form the committee, and yeah, and you know what I'm saying. He potluck. He it. honestly, like to me, it's like the ultimate. It's like the ultimate hype man, in a sense that's to a, me. That's a good way to. I mean, it's a good way to look at it. It's definitely pointing people. Like, hey, let me tell you about like Jesus. Everything was to to make him known. Like, yeah. basically, it's like that guy who. That's right. He's constantly pumping up this other person, yeah. or like lifting up this other right. person. And in, in many ways, he's. I mean, he's under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. But, but you know, that's the job of the Holy right. Spirit is to make much of Jesus. Mm-hmm. In many ways, he, he's almost a foreshadowing of yeah. what the Holy Spirit will be in the life of everybody. That's why, as a witness, when we are walking in the Spirit, we're not making much of ourselves. We're making much of Jesus because that is, yep. that is his, his, his role. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that's what he says. I baptize you by water, but the one that is coming after me won't baptize by you by fire. fire. Yeah. So man, I don't know. I just that just gets me. <laughs> that just gets me fired up. You like John, huh? I like John. Yeah. John's a truth teller. You think John was a Baptist? Uh, I think all true Christians. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm messing around. Dang, I'm messing around. No, Sorta. listen. I think I think that when we get to heaven, we, we will be just as surprised at who's there as who's not there. There's some some unfortunately i think like just in every denomination unfortunately there are individuals that are way more baptist than biblical they're way more baptist than christian right i mean even within our denomination just like any other denomination man, they hold fast to that it is that you know man it is the teachings of man uh, as opposed to the word of God. And we come up with all kinds of, right. we come up with all kinds of stuff. No dancing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Where's that? A, you Can't know raise your mean? hands and worship. I mean, you know, there are just things that have been adopted over the you years. You gotta wear that, a suit and tie that, to church. Yeah, I think a lot of people have gone away from that. But at one point in time, oh, I think, I was a kid, listen, that was it. Yeah, brother, you, you ain't coming in. I mean, you're showing disrespect to the Lord if you don't right. come in in a, in a suit. I remember people literally telling them, you cannot enter the church because you're dressed See, a certain way. See, isn't that crazy? And, and to me, it's like, well, Jesus didn't wear a suit, so I mean, you ain't making brothers wear robes and sandals. John, I mean, if we try to be, John didn't wear a suit. I'll tell you, you know what I'm saying? Camel hair. You know, so I have a, I have a, just a feeling. Yeah. John was the first caveman. Yeah. I just I picture him as a caveman. I don't I don't think that I don't think that with the with the little with the crazy hair and the. I just I feel like he's see, and I think what if we get into heaven, and, he, and he's gonna find you. He's gonna find all the people, and he's gonna yeah. say, "Listen, yeah, I wore camel hair, yeah, I ate locusts and and some honey, but I was the most well kempt brother that you'd ever meet." He probably he had very a well tight made, fade. I mean, maybe? his beard was trimmed as yeah. all get out. He probably had the. The retro twelve Jordan sandals, I'm about just to say, doing his thing, the new, man. The new Nike sandals. He probably did. 
He had the I slides. mean, probably not. Probably not, but it's probably just as likely that he was the first caveman. I mean, I just it just feels right. You yeah. know, it just I think he definitely has some of that because he's the wilderness kind of. Yes, like he is the wilderness yeah. guy. He he definitely has some of that to him. I mean, there's no doubt about it. He ain't about all the freely. Yeah. I mean, he just gets down to business. That's what I like about. That's yeah. what I like about him. He's not with all the. He ain't with it. Yeah, he's not with all the the the, the games and stuff. And yeah. Come come get baptized, repent, go live your life the way that God's called you to live your life, and be ready because Jesus is on the scene. Amen. You know, <laughs> that just sums him up. Well, anyway, those are good takeaways. I mean, I think I think in today's culture, you know, the hardest thing out of what you had um, presented, I guess, there is, man, like it's so hard sometimes to be so bold, especially when you feel so like criticized and made fun of. Right. And, you know, you believe that like you can't right. even see him. You know, sure. like I, you hear so many things, and it's like, I mean, we care so much about yeah. the words that people say. Uh, words do cut. I mean, they yeah. do. And so, yeah. being bold in today's world, man, especially when com- people congratulate the sin in your life. Oh, man, you have no idea. I mean, you know, people are crazy, too. People are crazy. I mean, you lose your life. Yeah. I remember being outside of the... Uh, the abortion clinic one one day and uh i won't say names but there was a couple that had come i think one other time with me and they um they were out there and there was this dude and he just became irate that we were out there trying to offer the gospel to, to individuals and Old brother was, I mean, in my in my face, just telling me, you know, going to kill me, and just, just, I mean, telling me all kinds of crazy things. Had chewing tobacco in his mouth, and and spit the chewing tobacco oh. all all over me, you oh. know, just just chewing tobacco on me. But sadly, wind it got on me, but there was a little bit of wind, and there was a little bit of of. Uh, hanging off that kind of caught in the wind and the poor lady <laughs> the poor lady that had just come out this is the second time out still not sure like I, I you know i think we should be out here but not really sure how all this is going to go down little stream of of uh loogie mixed in with uh, chewing tobacco right on the cheek just landed right there and man i mean honestly Dude was I. I thought any second, okay, old boy's finna just ain't no telling how where this is gonna go, you know. And so just kept praying for him, telling him how much Jesus loved him. You don't him know. You don't know Adam. He from the streets, dog. Hey, listen. Let Let me tell you something. Not I. I don't know anything about that anymore. <laughs> I don't know anything about that anymore. Adam from uh, the man, I thought, oh Lord, here we go, man. I'm finna get knifed. Yeah. I'm finna get shot. I already got spit on. So you know that reminds me of the the loogie that Mike Todd spit in his and hand rubbed, and rubbed on, on his people's face. face. Yeah, didn't have didn't have uh, chewing tobacco. In no. It. Now he didn't get me in the face. Praise the Lord, he didn't. He what would you have me. done if it like got in your mouth and stuff? Oh, brother, I would have thrown up. I'm sure. I, you know, I don't know. In, in the moment, let's be fleshly for a second. I mean, you're you're, you're listen, a person. Listen, listen. I will say, I don't know. In the moment, it I I truly believe the Lord kept me a lot calmer than 
I mean, your adrenaline's pumping at this part. I mean, you're, you're, at any moment, I thought he was going to start swinging. Yeah. At any moment. I mean, the dude was irate. And so, man, I didn't know where it was going to go. Didn't know what was yeah. going to, what was going to happen. It's crazy, man, when you try to offer something to somebody. And but people love the darkness. Well, people you know don't what I mean? agree with it. But you know? I will say that even though in that moment, Man, my heart's racing a million miles per hour, and you just think, man, you know, damn, I can get home see, like, what's this dude fixing to do? Um, afterwards, just the the piece of, you know what, man, some at some point in time in his life, I just pray that seed that was planted would come back to say, I remember that that guy, that man, I was cussing and calling all kinds of names and spit on, and he was just telling me that Jesus loves me and that Jesus died for me. You just pray that, you know, at some point in that man's life, that seed would take root of his heart, and, and who knows, you know what I mean? And so, uh, but that's not easy. You don't want to go looking for that. I mean, that's not... Well, sure, yeah. That's not some like, you just... Yeah, I, I think if you do, it, something's weird. Like if you're that confrontational that you're trying to elicit that response out of individuals all the time, then you know you're not really ministering out of a, a love for individuals that are that are lost. You you just want to be an trying agitator. to get something out of it. Yeah, yeah. and so uh, but you may encounter that in your boldness, and I think that's unfortunately the problem a lot of times is that, you know, it is easier to just say, you know what, this may upset somebody, so I'm just going to keep it to myself. Oh, yeah. Well, man, you, you, unless God tells you not to, you, you, we can't. We need to be bolder in our witness as hard yeah. as it may be. And what yeah. I found is the more you do it, the easier it is. It's like anything. The first few times, it's like I'm nervous. I don't know what to I say. But even. if it's a part yeah. of, I think of my daughter. She just got a driver's license about a year ago. Well, to get on the highway when you're first driving, I mean, it's just That's like scary. Ah. yeah. Five six times after doing it, you know, you're more comfortable, and then you know. Two, three years after doing it, you know, you're texting on, <laughs> don't do that, but <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Don't do that. We would not uh, recommend We do that. not recommend that whatsoever. Uh, we see you when you do that. I know Jesus does. <laughs> uh, you, there's a more familiarity because you're, you're doing it yeah. more. So yeah. something that seems so scary at one point in time, now you become familiar with it yeah. and it loses that. And right. I think that's why sometimes we lack such boldness is because we haven't stepped out in boldness on a more frequent basis that it is kind of that fear of I'm behind the wheel for the first time trying to get on the highway. Yeah, just get on that sucker. You know what I mean? Just get, you're yeah. going to have some wrecks. You're going to have some wrecks. And, you know, some of them going to end up with, with uh, uh, chewing tobacco loogie all over your That's shirt. That's right. You know what That's I mean? Right. That your wife's going to have to wash out yeah, at that man. point. You know what I'm saying? I feel saying? bad for that girl. Man. So. She ain't never come back. I don't think she did. Yeah. I don't think she did, man. Uh, it's funny. I'll tell you offline who that was. Uh, okay. But uh, Well, I, I think, man, I think you hit the nail on the head. Uh, just, uh, you know, as we wrap up, man, make sure you know uh, the person of Jesus. You know, like, know, know the word. Know who God is. And then, Amen. man, the work is so much sweeter. Amen. Uh, makes everything so much worthwhile. Right. 
That's right. Uh, living for him becomes easier. Yes. <laughs> you know, yeah. so many different things. So yeah. um, know who know who God is. That's know what right. He, know what he's done for you. Then be bold in your witness. Yeah. Be bold in your witness. And and I will say that knowing who, who God is will, one, help to understand the work that he has done. But secondly, it helps you to know who you are. And we know who yeah. what our identity is in Christ, and so that's a great segue into this Sunday. Uh, we're going to be able to to look at Matthew one one through seventeen, and uh, we're going to be able to 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 see uh, who we are in Christ and 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 what God does, how He uses us. So if you've ever doubted that God can use you in any kind of capacity, the least of these, yeah, be 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 here Sunday. I think it's a message that'll be extremely beneficial to a lot of people's faith and be a blessing to a lot of people. So um, if you know somebody that struggles, perfect time, perfect time to invite somebody to to join you in worship this Sunday. Yeah, that's good. Well, thanks for joining us this week. Uh, pray it was a blessing to you. I'm excited to, to walk through this journey uh, with our church family. And uh, again, uh, we'd love to interact with you. Uh, send us an email, uh, rate us, share us, um, everything you can. Uh, every little bit helps. Yeah, so, send in some questions. That's right, yeah. Well, God bless. Uh, we love you guys, and we'll catch you next week. See ya.